Roll up! Roll up! Ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth! Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast! You'll gasp! You'll laugh! And you'll be amazed at what comes next! Amazing! Don't worry about the smell! It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano! G'day! And Matt Bradshaw! Slapback! Uh, welcome to episode 147, everybody, and you, Matt Bradshaw, from your um, circus in Frankston. Yes. Yeah, I love it. My circus in Frankston. How is you in the Frankston Circus? Good, man. Good. I uh, I went outside yesterday. I took some clothes off the line. That was um. Oh God! I thought that was I thought you were my say outing for else. the day. I went outside. I took some clothes off. The line. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, big, Matt, but I wouldn't call it a line. <laughs> <laughs> when my dad talks about, you know, back in the old days when he used to go to the Saturday night dances, and uh, and not the Saturday, not not dances with an R. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a euphemism. If ever I've heard one, just go oh, to the Saturday night dances. <laughs> I used to go to the Saturday night dances. Um. Uh, the uh, no, the the dances that were held on a Saturday. It's not getting any better. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I understand. Um, uh, but if he was, um, he never used the word courting about you know girls who oh. he was dating. Uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a dad word. Um, his phrase was there was this girl I used to do a line with. Yeah. Okay. As yeah. in like dance a line with. Yeah. Right. No. Oh no! Actually, no. Do a line with. No. 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 <laughs> Not doing lines either. Fuck your old man. Um, Woo! Oh, he's crazy. <laughs> um, no, he, uh, no, that was, that was dating. Do a line. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never heard. I've never heard it before. Dating. Um, Me neither. <laughs> I cannot tell you the last time I went on a date. Ah. Oh. Um. Well, I would say you should get out more, but you're not allowed. <laughs> no, but years. It's been years since yeah, I went okay. on a date with someone. Years. Years. Why do you think that is? Because I fucking don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> oh. No, no. Uh, well, I mean, well, a lot of that time, I mean, I've been <laughs> single. I've been single now for a long time. And... uh Previous to that, I wasn't. So you can't go on dates. This is what I've learned. And I learned it from listening to your song, Fix a Woman. Um, <laughs> when, you're a <laughs> when you're in a relationship with someone, you can't go on dates. Uh, well, that's paraphrasing if I ever, <laughs> ever heard it. Yeah, that's, I mean, you can go on dates with the person you're with. That's true. Oh. That's true. Um, my uh, One of my exes and I, we, we had a... Um, we had a date hat. A date hat? Oh, yeah, as, yeah. In, as in you're like, what are we doing tonight? That's right. Hey, I like it. Um, what was in the hat usually? Oh, all sorts of fun stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both had to come up with ideas for it. Stay For the home. metaphorical hat. Stay on the couch. <sighs> Stay in the... 
No, they they weren't options, unfortunately. Um, uh, if I uh, I could tell you who it was, <laughs> but I reckon you could guess because she's a yeah, friend of ours that just yeah. always comes up with just fucking cool, fun, out of yeah, the hat I, box ideas. I would say she is her hobby is going out and doing things. Like yeah. being, being sociable and, and kind of engaging people. And the first person, like, you know, if, you know, that get, talks to a stranger. She's a talk to a stranger person. Yeah. Yep. Very admirable. I wish I was more, I wish I was one hundredth of what she is when it comes to that stuff. Dude, so I, I'm, I'm sure you and I would have spoken about this in person over the journey. Um, the thing I discovered when I... So when I was younger, I used to really like traveling by myself yeah. because I would have kind of cool solo experiences. And admittedly, when I was away this last time, no, uh, th- th- well, they weren't, well, they were cool solo experiences in the sense that as a solo traveler, I then met people and then wasn't solo anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> I learned uh, a few years ago when I went traveling by myself that I really didn't like it, that I actually felt kind of lonely. That was mainly, so I went to Hawaii and I'd just broken up with a partner then and um, we were supposed to go together and then we didn't. Yeah. Uh, and I went by myself. So I'm sure that was part of it. Um, but it was weird. Like I went to a place where, you know, it was a lovely, fun holiday destination and... Uh, um, in, in a in a country where people spoke English, so there was no language barrier. There was no there was no real impedance to being able to be sociable and make friends and all that sort of yeah. thing. Except that, without having a guitar in my hand, when people come up to me because they've just seen me play for forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and so that like there's the conversation starter. Yep. Um. Without that, I felt really, it's like, it's maybe a little also like when you and I um, cut our hair off at our respective times when we did that. Yeah. It's quite a big thing. It's a big, it, um, um, psychologically, it's, uh, well, certainly for me, it was, well, fuck, this is, this big mane of stuff is what I have going for me. Right. And also it's a it's a it's a physical it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. kind of a curtain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you where you you get to, to hide a bit and uh yep. to sort of you know um come out. <laughs> uh it was a big deal. It was a real yes. big deal. Yeah. And you spend a long time growing the fucking thing as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, identity wraps up in all kinds of stuff and <clears throat> certainly in um how you present to the world and how you see in your mind's eye of how you present to the world. Um, so I get that, particularly about the hair and the guitar thing, yeah. Um, and I, I, I do like people, and I know that you do too. I know we say uh, jokingly often that, you know, people. Um, but it is you are instantly more approachable when people have been able to, um, observe you do something that in their mind defines who you are as well. And so if you've played, say, for 40 minutes and you've been jovial or, or you've 
done what I usually do, which is sit back and be quiet in a corner. But people have seen you do something, so they have a reference point to right. to, in, to engage with you. Um, whereas if you're just sitting in the corner of a cafe in, you know, Rome by yourself, you know, you're just a weirdo in the corner by yourself in a yeah. city where people, you know, travel all the time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Can I ask you a like question, I, though? Yeah, go um, on. Just... So that was what your experience was in Hawaii, which is really a holiday destination more than it is a travel experience. Sure. When you went by yourself, was it last year, and you mm. went to you went to Russia, mm. and that was more of a I'm going to explore the world situation as opposed to have a holiday. Yes, sir. Um, did you find that that was much easier to uh, an enjoyable experience? Well, I was just because you were out. Exploring as opposed to going, I guess I can just get uh, McDonald's here, like in in Hawaii, you know. Oh, shit, coffee. That was the first thing I discovered in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, absolutely, Um, except that the, the, then the, the pertinent factor in that then, though, becomes that the very first day I was in Russia, I met a local person and he and I just hung out for the rest of yeah. the time I was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of wasn't alone anyway. You're much more, I felt my experience of travelling is much more likely to meet someone um, when you are um, in a place where you're a novelty as well. So That's if, interesting. Yes. So, yeah, of course. You're absolutely right. Yeah. On my cycle trip or on my cycle trips, um, like, you know, in a country where I don't speak the language and I've got a bicycle and I'm, I'm like, what a weirdo, this guy. Let's go talk to this guy. And when you turn out to be, yeah, what you're doing is weird, but, you know, you're okay, um, people go, hey, come and have dinner with my family. And you're like, all right. And you don't speak this. No one speaks the language. You are absolutely right. And how funny that I hadn't clocked it that way. And, yes, I know, as I said, I was single in Hawaii, not expecting to be before I left kind of vibe. But um, uh, I said there was no language barrier. But, actually, it's it's the converse. You're absolutely right. Like, yeah, yeah, you're spot on. You you kind of uh, the fish out of water thing kind of can work in your favour. Yeah, because you, you can't find that. You can't look at a sign. Well, like I was in Hungary. Uh, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what the signage says. So, excuse me, I'm one of those idiots from somewhere else that doesn't speak the language. What does that sign say? And then they go, ah, oh, that just means exit that way. It's like, that means exit? Like, let me show you what exit is in Australia. And then you, like, you know... Um, and uh, one night, I remember I was in Croatia and it's like I was just sitting on the ground uh, with Anna and we were having a chat and these two other people came over, clearly like not from Croatia but they were from the Netherlands, right, sat down with us and the, the one kid said, um, the younger guy, he said, um, so do you play football in Australia? And I went, <laughs> do we play football? And then I showed them, showed them AFL oh. and then there was like six people around watching this AFL video, um, just going, do people die? <laughs> they were, they were watching, just going, what, what is this brutal sport? <laughs> and then you just have to start having conversations about, oh yeah, this, oh yeah, occasionally people die, but you know, like you know, not professionally, you know. Um, and then they were like, I remember them saying, was one guy saying, so you're allowed to play this? 
like couldn't couldn't get that we were allowed to do it. That's I, so cool. Um, and that doesn't happen when you go to like a a country where everyone speaks the same language. Just, no, it's because because the language is just the start. Like whereas, like you know, in Hawaii, so many things are similar to Australia. Like in the US, there's lots of differences, but um, but you can read the sign or you can decipher what it means. Or whereas you know, if you're in Russia, you know. <laughs> Well, now speaking of that, um, have you ever used the um, the Google take a picture of the thing and it translates in real? No, not take a picture. Hold your phone up to the sign and it translates in real time on your screen in front of you. Can you use that with people? <laughs> yes, but only people of the same gender. So sorry about that, mate. Oh, I get that. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Really good. Oh, that's like um, every time I sing that song on online, um, "Fix a Woman," someone, a female, says, um, <laughs> "There's, there's got to be a, a version of this song uh, for men." I was like, "Yeah, the version is like you know, never, <laughs> never try to fix a woman, and the other one is never try to change a man." Ah, yes, yeah. Because boys always try to fix stuff, and girls always try to change stuff. I love you. You're so wonderful. Can you be different now? (laughs) Well, you know what they say, mate. Men are from Mars. Women are from Google. Yep. If only we had that app for the entire (laughs) history of the human race. (laughs) Do you you know, though, the thing that I'm talking about? um, No, but you describe it to me in a way that makes me believe that it's uh, excellent. It is terrifying. Wild. Unbelievable, and I used it in Russia, and it's pretty crazy. Was it called, like, Google Translate app or something? No, I can't remember Google what it's called. Google Translate something completely different. Google language, Google something, yeah. I can't remember. I want to know. I'm, I want to know so bad I'm going to be unprofessional. <laughs> Is this what? professional? Is this podcast professional? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, let me tell you this while you do that. Um our friend Rav Thomas, speaking of AFL, has a new venture uh, on the go. Is it, it new after the shutdown? New? Yes. Oh, right. Cool. It's called All Fun and Games with Rav Thomas. Cool. And it's him interviewing mainly AFL guys because he now has a working relationship with, with yeah. the AFL that is just remarkable. Yeah. Um. And now speaks to these guys, speaks to these footballers like he's known them forever, and manages to just draw these sorts of stories out of them. So he's interviewing these guys, but the premise of the show is he's interviewing them um, <laughs> while they're social distancing because he's been doing a lot of it during this shutdown time. Yeah, um, over a uh, over a board game. Awesome. So operation test match. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Cool. Yeah. And so they just had the chat while they're <laughs> with the little oh. tweezers. And yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was good while I was, I was playing with them. Ah, fuck. <laughs> 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 what That's a great awesome. idea, huh? Yeah, great. Yeah, very yeah. clever. Um, has it been released? I think so. Ooh. Maybe it's un- there might have only been teasers that I've seen so far and um, like on Facebook and Insta. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, yeah, he is. I, I mean, he could very much like he could very much have a career in that, you know, hosting hosting a show on TV or something. He's got. He's just well, I so, think he. I think he has done. Okay. Hmm. He's very so good at that stuff and just talking to a camera and, and whatnot. Really yeah. good at it. Yeah. 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 So, and really good at talking to, to. Oh, he's actually very good at speaking with people, but he's certainly very good at speaking with people from different walks of life on their level. Like he's he's quite the raconteur-y kind of fit around. Yeah. Great. So I, I, that's that's pretty good fun because he asked he was asking. Um. He asked, I'm sure he asked a lot of people, but he asked me for ideas. He said, so, so I need the next I need the next big thing. What, what am I going to do? I need to. <laughs> um, and I, uh, along the same veins, although I knew it wasn't going to be anything that we could do in this time, I suggested a cooking show. I said, people fucking love cooking shows. You get one of these guys on to make their favourite dish while you stand there and talk to them yep. like that. But that, of course, involves a lot of preparation and and, and a, a proper fake, space and, and a, a fucking kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but this is this is the this is where it's ultimately ended up. So, oh great. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, cool. I look forward to it. Um, seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and we have our other friends, David and Travis, who have their yes. call room podcast. Hey, we should do that thing that we said we we're going to do. All right, this will be our very first time ever. <laughs> why don't we do that? Um, how are we going to do that? Hang on. What if I... Oh, are you going to re- do it in real time? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> just say yes. Like we've actually just recorded a song together at the same time, so, like all these people who are implying that it's all happened. I'm just going to go over to the uh, machine here and go. Hey there, circus fans. Do you need more Matt Bradshaw in your life? Well, I've got good news for you. My name's David and I'm one of the hosts of a podcast called The Cool Room. And just the other day, Matt joined us for a one and a half hour chat. Well, he spoke for one and a half hours anyway. We discussed the beginnings of Matt's career, his favourite places to play or even just hang out in Melbourne and around the world. And of course, how he's found some positive ways to do things during the coronavirus lockdown like podcast and write new songs. Don't worry, we're not afraid to ask the hard questions either. You get to find out which of Matt's hidden piercings was ripped out live on stage what OH&S laws he flouted in China, and why he won't play the snappy Tom jingle for my son when it's requested on a Sunday afternoon at the Dudagala. To find us, just search for The Cool Room, wherever you choose to download your podcasts from. It's good. Hey, how good was that? (laughs) So that, yeah, that was a bit of promo for the episode of the podcast, uh, The Cool Room, that I recorded last week. (laughs) With, with David and Travis. Yep. Uh, David is the proprietor of the Royal Mail on Spencer Hotel. Mm. Uh, and Travis is a museo-y, producer-y type dude. Sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Dom and I will be doing an episode uh, together with them awesome. at some point in the very near future. Because good. We chatted for like an hour and a half of... It's not hard to chat to interesting people for a long time. It's nice of you mm. to say, mate. I've been chatting to you for a long time. Well, in at least one of the extra-y, promo-y things that David did as far as just, the, you know, the written word on Facebook about this is this is what we just did, um, there was an implication that the two of them didn't get much of a chance to get a word in. But fuck them. 
Um, I can hear. Um, I can. I can hear in the background at your house a whole bunch of uh, birds having sex um, outside your window. Th- Girls, <laughs> shush! I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> that was a joke from the seventies. <laughs> oh, and from the UK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a joke from on the buses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look at that cracking bird. Be, uh, they'd be Sheilas if they were in Australia, would they? The yeah, they were. Sheilas. <laughs> uh, I can't Sheilas. believe that's so loud for you because I can barely hear them. They're, they're just, because my backyard's just out there. Just, yeah. just outside the circus tent. <laughs> um, yeah, and, well, I think those birds were even trying to get a word in. That's oh. what I was trying. That was my, that's where I was going with that bad joke. Right, sorry. Hey, um, we're, um, Cat and I were talking before, and um, I said something. Cats, which was, birds, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, the cat and I were talking before, and um, I said that should be a segment for the Two Ring Circus podcast. Huh? Classic lines from movies, but with a speech impediment. Oh dear, <laughs> with a lisp or a stutter, or like just a like a, a, a swear. Oh God, <laughs> really? Okay, fun. can you I mean, just? Sell it to me. Well, um, then I thought, then I said, actually, no, it'd be way better to <laughs> not record that and just do it with your mates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because people will then think, and people sense these days, they think that, you know, if you if you put on a voice, you're being disrespectful or whatever. You just, actually, I'm just being a character that I'm not. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, it depends mm. what you say when you're putting on the character. Right? That's the thing that makes you disrespectful. But it's kind of like when people, you know, you see. Give me examples of each. No, no. I'm too smart for your ruse. Not while we're recording. Uh, Dumb. Because once it's there, someone can just go, see, see that guy, Dom? Six years ago before he was famous, he did this. And then I'll have to (laughs) apologise for something I'm not going to apologise for. Fuck you, all the people who want me to apologise for shit I haven't done wrong. Yeah. Jesus Christ, someone cut that out and put it on a yeah. meme. Well, I, I, I just think that's wanted what the kids call them. I just wanted to record it now so yeah. that in six years' time we can use it. I saw yeah. a, a clip yesterday uh, that was, I mean, who knows the veracity of this, but it was of Donald Trump um, presumably before a, a, a recording or a broadcast was supposed to happen. And... The caption was just high as a kite. <laughs> and it's, he's, he's kind of leaning on the, I know I've gone very white now, but. Oh, my God. That didn't help. <clears throat> Webcams. But the, because he's quite up close to the camera and it's, I don't know, it's the way it's lit or the angle that he's on, huge bags under, under his eyes. And he's actually, he's not leaning on his hand. He's just kind of leaning forward and just kind of looking around and then says, I love everybody. <laughs> and it's really slurry and really, it's, it's, it's fucking weird. Because <laughs> you get weird. the impression he doesn't love anyone. Um, except white people. Well, he thinks people are tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> tremendous is a word I use tremendously often. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there are similarities between you and Donald Trump. I mean. Name one. 
the, well, you both say tremendous a lot. Name two. You say tremendously tremendous a lot. Give me 20 good reasons. I don't need to, <laughs> nor can I. You both, uh, you're both tall? He uh, never, he doesn't look tall. He, he's got, he's got the Burt Newtons going on. You're both successful? <laughs> anyway. um, um, now, don't give me 20 good reasons. Stop, stop, stop. It was, it was a song illusion. You both look better in a suit. The not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. It's been like it's been a long time since I've seen you doing a line, whatever it was. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done a line with a girl. It's true. Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, it's a weird phrase. I reckon it's been uh less time since Donald Trump's done a line with a girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Not- we've all grabbed it. Um so uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe on. <laughs> um, what else has been happening for you? This is the, this is the pertinent question because you are one of the busiest people I know. Uh, I feel like um, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. I manage to fill up my days with stuff that I probably don't need to do. <laughs> mm. Oh well, okay, so. I'm going, I want to come back to what what it is that you've you've got going on, because um, yes. you you are a, uh, an endlessly interesting person to me. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we are. This invites conjecture and supposition on your part. Um, so I won't hold you to any of these answers. But let me get ready. I know. I wonder how much longer. This situation is going to be going on. And then how much longer uh, after things are obviously relaxing, it's going to take for you and I to go back to work. Okay. Well, I wonder the same thing. Um, I believe believe the government has a six-month plan to have reason to not let us go back to work. What I mean by us, I mean I do believe the last, I mean, other than international travel, the last people to go back to work will be people that work in um, the environments that we do, which is, you know, people mingling from all over the place um, in a way it's like, you know, oh, here, mate, my round. There you go. That's five people that have touched those glasses in 30 seconds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, by the way, was something I used to think, you know, long uh, before all this happened. The number of staff who have served me over the years who have poured me a pint yeah, and then we've had a conversation. Uh, yeah, a bit, bit sick today. It's like, uh, uh, Yeah, well, that's because you, you take money off people and cards <laughs> off people and, um, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Gross. I've I, never I, been healthier, dude. Ah, oh, I've, I mean, I other than over the weekend where I was transitioning from terrible, terrible diet for a month to much better the last couple of days, which, you know, I was clearly unwell. Yeah. Um, but um, not, flu, not, not sick. It was a, you know, Unwell. Um, yeah. inflammation issue. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think they've gone. Okay, we're going to pay everyone for six months, and that way, that way, we've got a a time frame that we can stick to. Yeah. Um, just in case, but also, and also to kind of come up with a new plan, and also, the one thing that they're going to have to do is, you know, the curve is squashed, so to speak. Well, once we've had three weeks of zero cases. There's going to be a lot of kind of when the fuck can I go back to my normal life? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think then they've got to go, okay, like Perth has done, like in Western Australia they've gone, 10 people can get together. Mm-hmm. And then five days later they'll go, and here's another uh, kind of um, thing we're going to let you do, another thing and another thing. And that can drag out over six to ten weeks to take to give them an extra couple of months up their sleeves, you know, yeah. to. But, I, I, I mean, I don't. I can't understand why. So I think Alanis Morissette announced reschedule of their concert for November. Is that um, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Someone said that um, recently. I was just like, well, stop doing that. I've just done that three times by accident. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just like, well, they're not. Surely they're not going to let people, you know, twelve thousand people get together by November when the person on stage is from a country that is got over currently over. 50,000 deaths from this thing. Yeah. Like, how is that going to happen? Like, yeah. I mean, she, is Alas Morissette going to come in the country and self quarantine for two weeks and all her crew and all that? Yeah, it's quite odd that. I just, I mean, that's, um, I guess they can reschedule as much as they want because, well, there's no, there's, there's no cost to them doing it other than sending out emails saying, at the moment, this is when we want to play. Um, it's not like they, it's not like there's a uh, conflicting schedule um, where they go, well, if we don't book you in this day, someone else will take it. Gene Simmons today um, tweeted that KISS weren't going to go back on their end of the road tour until there was a vaccine. So now we know why um, the labs have released this bug onto the world. You are a fuck. <laughs> and not in a good way. No, well, I'm not. But, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> got a bit personal. I'm not, um, and I'm not. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, that's um. So I was chatting with um, our friend Nell a couple of days ago. Yep, and he um, made me think of something that I hadn't thought of, which is the other industry that's going to be really he- well that has been really heavily impacted, but. That will continue to be, hmm, uh, is gyms, and particularly big gyms, <laughs> big gyms. <laughs> it's a good name for a gym. Yeah, I mean, because who's going to go to a place where everyone is sweaty and expirating and 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 expectorating, uh, and and you know, f- not wiping shit down properly. And even if they do, who you know you. Your sweaty towel and you wipe that thing down. I think that's what happens at gyms. I, that, that was what happened when I went to the gym in 1963. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah that's... When it was just a medicine ball. <laughs> that's all you had. <laughs> well, if there was me- medicine, more medicine at the gyms, maybe people would go. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's an issue. I mean, I was, I was listening to something on the radio, um, I think yesterday in the car, I don't know, time's weird, but I think it was yesterday. And it was just saying, yeah, gyms have been massively impacted and they're, they're, it's uncertain, but um, you can't buy gym equipment from anywhere because it's all sold out. 
Well, that's the other you know, thing, isn't it? Why would anyone are... spend membership on a gym when um, they've probably now got all the gear at home? Yep. <laughs> and um, just as I was talking to my friend who works at uh, The Good Guys, apparently there are no webcams in Australia. You can't buy a webcam. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so oh. this was this was part part of the reason I was asking the question. Yeah. Because um, I... Uh, I've been so clearly anyone who's watching this can see that there is a marked difference in quality between Dom's image and mine. Dom is using. Can you see it too at your end? Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, my my Zoom setup though is not as good as yours. You're basically still in the same place that you do your recording from. Your yep. live stream recording. I'm yep. at the other end of my room, and I'm cool. using the webcam on my iMac. Yeah. As distinct from. The phone in a thing at the other end of the room. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a marked difference. You're using a digital SLR for your image, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, and I'm using the webcam on my yeah. computer. And even which that, is better than the webcam on a lot of people's computers. Yeah, given yeah. That it's, yeah, but even that, um, I'm not only using the DSLR. I'm using the HDMI output on the DSLR. So not just the, the USB what? app. The HDMI output. So oh, I right. A, Sorry. I've, I've got an HDMI capture card as well. Um, so, yeah. I mean, But people, I mean, he, he was saying as well, he said, like, you can't you, you can't even buy a, um, a computer monitor in most places for under five, six hundred bucks. So, because um, they're all gone because they're sold out. So now people are having to buy 4K, seven, eight, nine hundred dollar. 34-inch monitors because that's all that's left. Um, what the hell? No. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Because there's, there's none in the country. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The thing that I... Uh, one of the one of the things, one of the stumbling blocks and one of the things I've grappled with with the way I've chosen to set my stuff up, um, you know, the third setup I've done in the four weeks that we've been away from, or the f- almost five weeks we've been away from stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is uh, just the, the, the physical location being away from my computer, it, it on the surface it doesn't make any sense at all. It's just physical location-wise and with the equipment that I'm using, I couldn't, or the equipment I want to use, the, the fact that I want to use a mic and I want to use my pedals and stuff, um, I can't do what you're doing, which is really lovely and organic and feels real and immediate and kind of like you're in the space with everyone. I, 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 that didn't work for me. I tried it with the with the Zoom thing at the virtual pub, and I, I, I just I felt really hamstrung by the whole yeah. thing. Whereas you've, um slipped into that so <laughs> I mean the the duck analogy you're all lovely and calm on the surface and there's a lot of paddling going on underneath um, and so there was a lot of preparation in order to get you to that spot but as far as what we see it looks serene um, and I can't I wasn't able to do that I didn't enjoy that experience very much of just singing into a mic that was sort of you know two feet away from me and blah 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 um, so the obvious thing for me then is to be able to run another monitor at the other end of the room with, you know, wireless keyboard and the images that I need to see being thrown from my main monitor to the monitor that's going to be directly in front of me. Yeah. 
So then I can change backgrounds on the fly, um, you know, and I could have had on Sunday's podcast, a uh, uh, Sunday's live stream, I could have had more than, you know, eight images of Tom Corrigan being a twat behind me because <laughs> uh, I could have just put in, you know, the 37 photos he sent me <laughs> instead of just cherry picking nine of them. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's. It I, is. Um, so there's, it's multifaceted in like the, whatever, um, like challenge you choose to tackle with it. And, um, for, here's the thing. If I'm doing covers, this is not a particularly comfortable setup. No? Because if I'm doing covers, I want the looper and I want to be able to go into a guitar solo and I want a bit more noise because there is something about singing songs that, for me, take me out of where in my throat, in my voice, where I'm not super comfy, I get to have some other stuff which bring me back into, well, it's kind of like, well, I feel like when I sing that song, I sing it at a four, but I play it at a seven, so it kind of evens me out a bit. But when you're just playing guitar and you're singing, you go, well, I, I can't do anything with my guitar playing to make this sound better or interesting. Um, yeah, but it's okay. just me and an acoustic. Um, but when it's my original songs, like, well, that's how they go. Yeah. You know, so there's no, there's nothing in my brain saying, oh, I can't really sing this song I wrote. Um, cause I can do things with that. Like maybe, you know, put it in a, you know, change the capo or, you know, get a different tuning or something, but it's still my voice and my creation that I'm trying to at least revisit. Yeah. But when I'm trying to sing Tennessee whiskey, I'm like, I just, I don't have that at eight o'clock in the morning. I, can't I never even knew that, that was a difficult song for you to sing. That really threw me. Yeah. 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 Big time. Yeah. Cause I mean, but, you know, as I've always said about your voice, it just, you know, it, it all seems so effortless. Well, that but the people we we all feel that about you when you say I've got nothing today, and we're like, are you serious? Sounds rem-. like it's it's <laughs> it, so much the duck thing about it, it's so much of it is like, where's your brain at? Sure, you know, absolutely. It. It's um, interesting though, isn't it? I, I wonder if it's because you and I have played so many cover gigs that we and I and I feel like I I struggle with this way more than you do. I tend to play, not necessarily play the songs the way they sound, but um, given the same amount of energy, I, I, that's, I, I'm not quite sure. I can't express it properly, but like when people have said, you know, you're the voice, play yeah. all the voice um, at these live stream gigs. It's like, ah, I can do it. Yeah. But that's, it's not like it, they're remembering what it feels like to be at the pub for the same reason that we've always said, why do people, or when people say, why do they always ask for 500 miles and Jesse's going blah, 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 and, and horses and to be with you? Um, whether or not you think they're good songs or not, that's actually not the reason they're asking for them. You're yeah. absolutely right in what you've always said, which is that they remember the last time they, like they know the, like it's all just the stuff that is, uh, 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 muscle memory of when they had yeah, a it's great part of the, time. the 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 bag of escapism tricks that sure, people that's good uh, people delve their hand into going ah oh, that's the surefire yeah oh you mean for the musos no no oh, no oh. I, mu- 
90% of musos would never play any of those songs if they could get away with it, right? Uh, but a lot of those musos only play those songs because they can't get away with playing other stuff. Okay. At, at, at the gigs yeah. they do. See, like because most, most, most musos play on a Friday and Saturday night. They don't do Wednesday somewhere where they can sure. get away with playing interesting covers that, you know, so they only do the big shouty numbers. Um, and, you know. So I, yeah. so I Sorry, think um, I, I really admire, it's been interesting watching James Sidebottom. I'd never seen James Sidebottom do a cover song before. Yeah, right. I've only, I'd only ever seen him do original stuff, and even then only a couple of times. Um, he just has a, he's got that beautiful knack of being able to kind of make a cover song his own. And he can play those songs in the environment that you're in with just his guitar. And I don't even know. I, I think he's just using a single mic. I, 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 so. Or I don't know if he's plugged in or what he's doing. Yeah, he's but, plugged in. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, but he's not singing into a mic like I am. <sighs> he's got an external mic somewhere. That, doesn't he? Or have I imagined that? I think you might have imagined that. Okay. Okay. Regardless, though, he's very comfortable in. He appears to be very comfortable in just doing what it is that he. Are you looking at his stream now? Yeah, because I feel like I feel like I remember the first time he played. Yeah. Um, and he had a microphone because I know huh. he's only doing two, but I'm not sure about last Friday. How funny. So, Well, that might just also be my perception that it just feels so easy and seamless and, and comfortable that, that, you know, maybe it feels like there isn't one there. Microphone um, microphone both times. Off, coming yeah, off the side. wow. Yeah, yeah. How um, funny. Here's, here's something about that, and um, this is interesting because it's an observation of what I see when I see you play and when I play with you. And that's compared to when I play with other people. So you you generally at a gig make a party out of the gig. Like you put on a show. Try right? to. Yes. And not- That's why when I go overseas and they ask me what my occupation is, I write entertainer. Well, there you go. I stopped um, doing that because someone once, one of my muso friends saw that and said, what the fuck, dude? All right, hmm. musician. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, what the fuck, dude? All right, all right, fucking hack. You're not friends with that person anymore, are you? <laughs> you shouldn't be. No, they were being funny. The what the fuck, dude, is what you should say to them. Um, but that, I feel like, I may be, may be really off the mark here, but I feel like what you have brought when you have done your thing at home is very much a continuation of what you would do on a Sunday Absolutely. You would, you would put on a show, entertain people, um, and speak similarly too, like, you know, in between songs, like, you, like you're at a gig. Try and, to. Um, yeah. And, well, then you are succeeding grateful, greatly because that's exactly how it's coming across. You're putting on a show. Now, um, that is not generally – I mean, I can do that, but it's not my button of when – I, when I get on stage, my button – I got a few I can switch to, and I can go all the way, dial to the right kind of thing, and go, yeah, I'm in entertainer mode, right? 
But I really like to sit in Dom's playing guitar, singing songs nicely in the corner mode. And if sure. I can do that at my gigs more often than not and still do the job that's required, like the venue wants it that way. Now, if the venue wants me to go, like, for instance, on a Saturday night, if it's party time, it's party time. No worries, right? But, you know, on a Sunday afternoon at the pub that I play at, that would actually just annoy most of the people, you know. And the folks that I've sometimes gotten in to fill in for me are there for party time. And it's like, no, it's the Brandon Hotel. We don't do that, you know. And they have trouble, trans. you know, the, the musos go, but when I go to a gig, I go Saturday night all the time, mm. even if it's Sunday at, three, you know, 3 o'clock. Um, well, that's... um. I mean, I don't know the people you've had to fill in for you, but that is the hmm, that's got to be the mark of uh, immaturity as a performer, inexperience as a performer to not be able to read the room. I mean, that's part of our job is read the fucking uh, room. I, I think it's ego too. Oh wow! Yeah, I okay. think it's. I think it's. I think it's ego. Not everyone. I mean, some of the you know most of the people yeah. I've had gone to play have have gone fucking love that gig. I didn't have to go all the way to the uh-huh. right of the dial. Like I usually do, or yeah, okay. you know, or you build a rod for your own back. You know, sometimes where you go, well, when, you know, I've gone in here all guns blazing one night, and then the next time I was booked, there was you know ten people in room, room instead of a hundred, but the bar manager wanted me to turn it into a, a hundred people <laughs> gig, and and it's like I can't bring ninety people into the room and behaving like that's not how that's going to do it. Right, I can make a party out of the people we've got, but it's yeah. a different kind of party. Um, so, but I, yeah, <clears throat> the, the way I'm set up and the way I'm playing is like, well, that I'm super comfy doing that because that's where I sit really, really comfortably. And uh. the the Fridays and the Saturday online gigs that I've done, I haven't enjoyed anywhere near as much as I have enjoyed eight o'clock in the morning because yeah. you get the barrage of like, you know just song requests, you know, the same song from the same person eight times in a row. It's like it's not funny for me. Like, actually, I can't oh, get into that. I don't think they're being funny, some of them. Well, yeah, I mean, well, maybe they're not, you know, but um, I, I can't. And the other I, thing is they're not reading me either. Do you no. know they're not reading this no, situation? No, no, absolutely. So, and, and in that way they are like. So many yeah. people who just are actually physically at the pub, but my that it's are, not a it's not about an interactive experience yeah. at all. Yeah, my online gigs have dropped. Is. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. But my, my online gigs have dropped off since I've been playing more uh, more original songs in the last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's dropped forty percent. I was on the other morning and there was like twenty eight people there. Yeah, that was the biggest in the week. Okay. Yeah, by a long shot. It's if it gets over. If it gets over 18 or 19, that's very rare now. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter what day and what time of night. Um, well, you need to write more than 80 songs, obviously. No, how many have you got on Spotify? 50? Oh, no, there's about 70 or something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. But um, Amazing. Even with that, amazing. Even with that, like it's, it's, you know, people come on and they, you know, they're on for two seconds and they just sh- literally shout a song at you. Yeah. And if you don't acknowledge them, they're gone. Straight away. Yeah, so, right, really. And it's like, great, don't want you here, you know, because it's no, a nice cool. nice little crew of people who um, who are getting out of it kind of what they're putting in as well. Like, you know, pe- most people have never met who are on my little stream. Every no, day. that's right. 
and they've never met each other and they're lovely to each other and that's the vibe you know i think um the i had a i had an email or a message from a friend of mine who now lives back in brisbane yeah. who who obviously re- remembered what i'd said on the live stream um in relation to a couple of those sorts of things is you you got to start saying please yeah <laughs> um and phrased in a gentle kind of way well at least the first time anyway that I said it, um, and she said, "I, I must apologise." I said, "Slow, no, it was not about you at all. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. completely about people who I've never fucking met, and bless them for turning up. But you can't just walk in, uh, virtually. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because they are if, they or- are then the same people at the pub who, yeah, yeah. um, just yell shit." And yeah. that's not very endearing. And it's not the way you'd hope it's not the way they behave with other people in society. Yeah. But I, I get it, like, from watching your feed, like, you've got people that go to your gigs who behave that way, who you have a long-standing relationship with and in context, right? Absolutely. You get it and they get it, right? So if you have just virtually wandered into a Matt Bradshaw live stream, right, and watching some of the people behave that way, inverted commas, right? You'd be forgiven for going. I guess this is what we do, right? Yeah, but, yeah I, I get that too. But also, you wouldn't really be forgiven because it still shows that you're not really aware of how you behave um, in that situation. So exactly, I don't know this person. I've never met this person. Yeah. Hmm. Look, uh, the reason, and I've said this to a couple of people, I. I'm not doing the Thursday, Friday, Sunday gigs at home for me at all. And I don't mean, that's not meant to be martyrish, but the reason I kind of take the same energy into it that I took into those gigs is for the same reason that I do the gigs at all, which is I always said, I'm going to do those three favourite gigs of mine as a way of kind of, bringing some sort of normalcy to everyone's situation. So all the people that used to come along to those gigs come along to those gigs. Mm. And for me to say I'm doing this to normal to normalise our situation and then um, do something different to what they expect, that would be yeah. within my right to do so, but it's not why I'm doing it. I, I genuinely am doing it for them. I, I love I love it. I love the singing I love singing and playing, yeah. um, but fuck, I, I wouldn't if I didn't feel like there was a valid reason for my doing it. Right. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Is that interesting? Is that interesting? Um, just a completely different approach. I'm 100 percent doing this for me because <laughs> I, like I, like I know at, at this time, like it. It's really important for me to have something to, to to make and build for, and um, I, I absolutely know that. Yeah. Mate. And, and and you know the, the in the same way that you know giving to charity um, has the added benefit of making um, uh, you know the a, a, a result bigger than the sum of its parts. Yeah, you know the 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 joy that you are bringing to a bunch of other people is really important 
regardless yeah, now, of whether you're only doing it for you. And, now, I, and I know you're saying 100%. When I say 100%, like I'm doing, I am doing it for me. And here's the thing that um, ends up incidentally happening. Um, almost all of the people who come online can't come to gigs, to my little shows that I do. Yeah, yeah, right. They're not people who can usually go out to the pub on a Friday night. And if they can, it's every second week when, you know, the ex has got the kids. Sure. Um, and it's and it's not on a Monday morning. Like, you know, it's it's you know, it's it is on, on a every second Thursday or something like that. Um, is very much a group of people who I think have been starved from access to um A live music but also original music that they can connect to. Mm-hmm. So there is something about the fact that I'm singing my own songs and that my type of music is if you if you have the kind of life where you don't necessarily get to go out and connect with people very often, my music is a lot about how I have trouble with that. Um, so I do think um, I do think it's really interesting when I see the names come up, I was like, oh, yeah, like these are people that would come and see my cover gig at Crown on a Thursday. Yeah, they they can't. They're just. It's not something they can go and do. Um, no. uh, it, and so, and you, you've built a really lovely community that is going to be ongoing. So yeah. then this this comes back to the other. I guess part of the referencing my question before about how long is this going to go on, and then how will that manifest insofar as our industry. Um, you were already doing live stream gigs before this whole thing happened. Obviously, they've ramped up quite a bit. You weren't doing two a day, mm. but <laughs> well, I actually hadn't. I hadn't done any pretty much since Cat um, moved in. Sure, and then we had a whole bunch of stuff, and of course, Boot House and yeah. Um, um, but yes, I have experience doing it. So, so when this thing happened, it wasn't like I was going, "How do I plug my iPhone into my mixer?" Like, no, I but also like, when yeah. this is over, you're not going to stop. That's what I was getting to. No, no. But I also think this is going to be such, um, like this isn't a thing for me to do um, to replace playing at Crown on a no. Sunday night. Like this is like, well, I would rather do this. Um, I would I'd rather go and play in front of people face-to-face, but also I'd rather play mostly my own songs. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know how... Necessarily, maybe if this goes on for six to nine months, and we're then we start to be allowed out to go and do gigs in January, then maybe I will be able to go and do gigs, and people will come. Um, but we've also established that most of the people who are coming online and being part of it, you know, they find it hard to get to gigs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, except the ones that are saying, "Put the back, put the jackpot backdrop on again." That was really good. Yeah, well, you know that's um. <laughs> That's all right. There's not many people doing that. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's and not. they mean it. And there's the thing, like, they're not being jerks. Like, no, I know. You know. Yeah, but some people oh, have I know. been. Yeah, some people have been. Have they? Yeah, yeah I think so. uh, Well, no, I haven't no. had much experience, but I do know, you know, there's, um, yeah, I think I think most, there are some behaviours you go, okay, I can put that into context. Um but most people aren't into it. They just bypass it. They don't. They don't log on, or they they don't say anything. Like they're just not into it. That's cool. That's most mm. people. So, um, mm. 
but it is really lovely. It's really lovely to to go on a virtual world tour and people to go, hey, I've been there. Like, <laughs> it's nice. Um, I, I'm I'm very aware with my playing and the gigs I've done and the the energy that I bring to the pub gigs. Certainly, yes. That yes, we've already said that. That's what I try to bring to these three gigs that I do because it, I'm trying to sustain the same vibe, even though I'm here by myself. But also, um, from years of doing what it is that I do, I, I um, you said Rod for your own back. That's that, and you were talking about something else. That's almost how I feel about my playing and singing. Um, Except that by rights, I'm now in the uh, the perfect position of only doing three gigs a week usually, that the rest of the time I could be perfecting my craft and potentially after years of doing what I do, um, f- finding another another string to my bow maybe, maybe not yeah. finding another way of doing things. Because I know that when I – if I've got a movie on, um, which by about half past nine at night, that's pretty well what I do. Um Last night I watched a movie called The Long Dumb Road, which is a Jason Manzoukas film. And the young guy who was the Major D in the uh, in the uh, Best Marigold Hotel, I think that was him. No, no, the other film that looked like that. Uh, doesn't, fuck, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Hang on. Um, uh, not, uh, the, uh, not the Irish guy. No, 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 no. Um, oh, the um, yeah, I know the. Okay, yeah, I, I don't. Yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. Um, uh, Tony Rivelli and Jason Manzi. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Very good. Yeah. So I'm a big. I, I Jason- just looked. I just looked it up. Like, oh, I okay. Like, ah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Jason Manzoukas fan. Yeah, he's uh, fan. very fun. Yeah, he is. He is, yeah, and yeah. and he didn't write the script, but so much of the dialogue was clearly just him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was very wasn't a, funny guy. Yeah. It wasn't a great film, but it was really enjoyable, and it was quite like it was very. I guess it was a comedy drama. Yeah, mainly a comedy, but you know, like one of those sorts of films, and and very. Oh, the the sort of film that I like. Like it was yeah. dialogue driven. It, yeah. There weren't, you know, there was no um, explosions. <laughs> I don't mind explosions, yeah. but just as, you know, um, doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I have a guitar right next to me and I pick it up and I noodle and that's where, you know, the um, uh, that's where I see you came from was just sitting on the couch. It's like, okay, well, that's okay. Um, uh and I play, I play with my fingers. I don't finger pick. I'm not clever enough. I never have been. It's not something I've ever tried to learn or teach myself or anything. I have one but, finger picking pattern and it keeps repeating itself in every, <laughs> the, every second song I write for this project I'm doing. But I just know that, um, well, I see it as a really good example. I play that better when I just sit on my couch without a mic and without all the bullshit and without this fucking thing in my ear. Um I play it better when I just play with my fingers. It's gentler. It puts it across better. But when I get in the environment of, fuck, here I am. Well, I'm, I'm clearly doing a gig now. Right. Even if I try to, in the context of a gig, give it light and shade. It doesn't work for me. I haven't. 
I'm I'm that's, really that's frustrated where, by my own inability to yeah. to to transition. Uh, it's yeah. That's where this setup really does lend itself to do that. I get you. Um, the the other thing is how well, um, oh, not well is not the right word. Uh, I guess, um, yeah, well drilled maybe. Like, so I have said for a long time now that writing songs for me is an antidote, musical antidote to the rest of my musical life because my musical life generally is out playing noisy, shouty kind of places and having to do songs that don't, like, I have to manipulate what my voice can do to be able to, you know, copy or mimic or get close to the vibe of April Sun in Cuba. I mean, like, for example, like, um, and I can't sing Dom Italiano style, right, those kind of songs. So I have to kind of create some kind of thing for me to be able to do it. So when I get home I and I get the chance to pick up a guitar and sing something, quite often what comes out is this light and, um, well, it's, I call it the antidote. Like that, that's the thing. So that just happens to work perfectly with just a mic in the room and a guitar and me huh. and the light and shade of it. Now, that's because what I create is to is incidentally different. And what's really funny is three weeks into this songwriting challenge where we're stuck at home, I write three songs in a row that are upbeat, rocky, kind of <laughs> sing out with a bit of gravel because I'm not um, deprived, like I'm not having to do that all the time sure. in my musical life. Um, I, I totally noticed what was happening where I was, that song I was like, you know, singing the one about my mum, this will soon be over. It's like, oh. I know what's happening here. Like, I'm going, this will soon be over. I'll be singing like this again. Like, I, like I can tell um, how just the brain is kind of going, you are missing this in your life. Go and get it in your music. Wow. Um, and that is just because that is really kind of well drilled for me for like years of this is how I'm being a musician most of the time. This is what's missing. Go and fill it in a bit. And even the Black Rain stuff, like revisiting the Black Rain stuff with like a heavy rock band stuff. I'm that band. I get to be a guitar player. I don't have to know what the singer's doing. Mm. Unreal. I play guitar completely different. It's really exciting. So, um, I imagine that if you were to have a few weeks in a row of writing a song just with you and your guitar, and then sitting down in front of your computer with with a, with the mic and going, oh, maybe I'll sing it, maybe I'll tune down, I'll sing it in a slightly different key. And so, like, I don't have to be at the gig. Yeah. You know, I can be in my space. Yeah, maybe. Like um, but it's it's not, it's like all kinds of things with, with music, you know, the the if you don't do it very much, it doesn't feel very comfortable. Um, I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I still write songs that have, you know, belty A's and B flats in them. Um but that's that's um, uh, learned behaviour as well, and it's yeah. also the um, uh, and and I put a lot of chords in my songs. Um, that's lack of faith in my own songwriting ability. That's well, I've got this bag of tricks, um, and th- so this is what I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so um, it's very much um, 
uh, a lot of that stuff. And I was, I was coming up with ideas because I, I was telling you earlier that you know, I'm going to do a video for, for some people I know who aren't experienced guitar players who are having trouble playing bar chords. And the trick to playing bar chords is to hardly ever play them. Um, and the, the more you play guitar, the more you realise that you actually hardly ever need to play six notes at once. You, like I don't, I think maybe an E chord is the only time you incidentally play six notes at once, <laughs> right? Because you don't, even with a G chord, they, you don't play, you don't, you can't hear that B with the first finger. Like, no. Like it's not done. No, um, no. But you play an A as a bar chord and it sounds weird anyway. It's too full. Yeah, well, exactly. Too much shit in it. Um, and, and just the way to hold your hand and things like that. And I was also thinking about, like, what advice would I have for songwriters? Um, you know, like if I did a video for YouTube, like, you know, five things every songwriter should know kind of thing, right? And one of them would be learn your accompaniment instrument or approach your accompaniment instrument like it's your main instrument, right? Because then you can do things like have a, you know, you can play a riff in between the verse and the chorus, just to break it up and then it sounds more like and that's something that you do like you might not you you don't talk about yourself as a guitar player but you you do all that stuff with it with your compositions um put riffs in and you know like lots of chord changes and stuff and maybe maybe the next song you write is like okay it's just chords like it's not and just to see if you to see what happens when you decide that you're going to do this or you're going to do that. And sometimes I have a song which is an exercise and sometimes I have a song which is oh, I just needed to get that out. But you huh. need to have a mix. You need, to, you need to go, this week I felt like this and it, this is what came out. It's four chords and it's all about the lyric. And then the next week it's like I just wanted to see if I could change key in the bridge to, you know, a third up instead of what I usually do if I do a key change. Um, and that's that bit. That bit in the song is the exercise to see if I could do it. Huh. Um, um, I know you, yeah. you you have a tendency to get even just perhaps just even a little bit grumpy with me when I say oh, I fucking know what I'm doing. Um, but I mostly feel like I don't know what I'm doing, and it's only when I go back and listen to stuff that I realise that I do often do the same things. Um, yeah. Because when I'm doing them, I think I'm being you know, as clever and inventive and as interesting as I can be. <laughs> can I, I'll ask a question about that. Do you say that you don't know what you're doing because when you've done it, you don't know, you are, you're not able to explain what it is that you've done? So, for example, like every time I write a song, I pick up a guitar and I just play. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just playing and occasionally something catches my ear and I yeah, go yeah. with I go Yeah, with that. well, that's, that's so, certainly how I start. So I don't know what I'm doing, but I could almost always explain what I've done after the fact. You know, like, for instance, like, oh, that song is in this mode or that riff oh, no, is this no. thing. So I wonder if I'm just trying to drill down on the language when you say yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It sounds more like to me you don't know what it is when you've done it. No. Because I think when you're in the moment of just seeing whatever comes out of your hands or your mouth or whatever, uh, yeah, I don't think we know what we're doing. We're just seeing what comes out. And I do think there's an element of, as you said, when you recognise that, oh, this is a thing that I do often in my writing because I do things often in my writing, um, which is when I go, okay, well, next time I write a song, I want to try and do something that I don't usually do. Sure. 
and I realize that that's going to going to be in the context of something that I do usually do as well. It's going to transition in and out of it because otherwise, it's me just trying to write uh, a Bon sure. Jovi song. I'm like here's a, here's a lyric, and I I'm seeing what I'm going to write. Uh, I can cry for you, die for you, sigh for you, lyric, and will I be able to do that? Like the uh, yeah. I think that's um, that makes sense to me though. When you say I don't know what I'm doing, it's like I, my, all my songs start as just whatever comes out. Yeah, and then well, I go, ooh, you're absolutely ooh. right though. That the the adjunct to that is also then I I don't know what I've done. Yeah, <laughs> and that is that is what I would say to anyone because uh, I I have had lots of messages over the last three months of or four months of saying so. How do you write a song? Like mm. and it's like okay, well that says to me that um, there's something in the way that pe- people think because they can play songs that they know how songs should be written. And there's all this stuff underneath this knowledge of like a D chord has three notes in it, the D, F sharp and A, and D, F sharp and A appear all over your instrument, right? And so a D chord is not this shape here. It's this, 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 this and this. Like, and therefore you're not... You're no longer hampered by going. Oh well, I, I've got to play D, but it doesn't sit right in my voice. You go, okay, well then you can. Yeah, you know, I mean something. I know that you do that all the time. You can just go. I just play it in a different key. That's really comfortable for you. Um, but all that's yeah, all that stuff about um, what's happening. Well, I don't know. Just my hands go places. Mm. And you go, ah, oh, yeah, my hands always go there. I need to not do that with this song. Yeah. Have you watched? Um- any of Aaron Laguda's stuff on? Oh, I saw Ins- one video where he was. Uh, he, I think he played the locker room mode. I was like, yeah, I haven't heard the locker room mode for a while. He's been doing a whole bunch of that stuff. Oh, cool! God, geez, he's a tasty player. Really nice music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm I've so never, glad I've never he's, played with him. He, yeah, he's back on track. Because well, he's being really, in, and particularly in this period, and quite prolific in the posts on on Instagram and on okay. Facebook. Um, Productive and interesting and great, and and, and it's uh, well, you know, like with what you're doing and like with what I'm doing, regardless of whether he's doing it for himself or doing it for other people, yeah. it actually works to be the same thing, yeah, 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 the same ultimate result, and it's fucking great. And I, because I, I, I really like Aaron, and uh, it's really nice to see him out there and doing good stuff again. The birds at your house are going bananas. They're having lots. They of always sex. do, mate. It's how I roll. <laughs> hey, uh, I've got to go because I've got to go to a doctor's appointment. I know. I have no idea how long we've been here for, but oh, I, I feel think like this it's is a long, long one. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's also Sorry, good. Everyone. It's also good to know that the battery in my camera um, lasts however long this is. So. Oh, shut up. <laughs> battery and camera. We didn't even get to my other questions about cameras. Oh, what's, oh quickly, quick. I've got two minutes. <laughs> um, wow, we really didn't get to it. Have uh, we ever been able to have a conversation about any subject matter for like less than two minutes? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm hamstrung now by my, um, not my financial situation, but but the idea that I would outlay cash on something um, for the express purpose of trying to make the live stream gigs look better. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, thinking that maybe whatever I buy now is going to have to be ordered and be posted in Australia Post, um, you know, might take two weeks to get here. And what if I'm allowed to go back and do a gig in two weeks? <laughs> it's not, 
it's not really that at all. Anyway, doesn't matter. Well, we'll talk about that separately, not on, uh, not in the podcast. Cool. I, uh, I love you. I'll speak to you later. All right, bye. <laughs> Slada biscuit. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for a nice chat, mate. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been a good one. I'm pressing stop. Go on.